Baobulb.org is a podcasting platform and a medium for storytelling. This podcast is also available on all the major podcasting apps, including Apple and Google Podcasts. Podcast your life with Baobulb.org. Greetings, people of God, and welcome to our Sunday worship. It is what we want to introduce as the church, the season of creation. The first mandate that human beings were given in Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, was to till the earth and take care of it. There is a growing awareness that we have failed to take care of this beautiful planet that God entrusted to every person in every generation. Many denominations are now incorporating a season of creation or creation time into their liturgical calendar. For us, it is a time to focus on God, the creator, and we celebrate the wonders of creation, but also confess the damage we have caused. You and I need to agree, creation is groaning. From droughts to floods, we have now entered an era of climate chaos. As a global community, we have failed to safeguard God's creation, and we are facing growing impacts on the poorest of the poor. The climate change scientist indicates that we have 12 years to change our lifestyle radically from carbon dependency to renewables. Climate change is an issue of justice. It is the human rights issue of our time. Not only are we impacting on the poorest of the poor, we are destroying the future of our children. So people of God, the challenge for this season of creation is to pray and to act. To delve into the scriptures and preach the good news to all creation, to remind our communities that we are called to renew the earth. So I invite you afresh to the month of September and every time that we will meet together seeking God's will for our lives, I will reflect on a theme relating to the season of creation. Worship with me as we listen or sing along to the hymn, All Things Bright and Beautiful.
let us unite in prayer. Awesome God, we join our voices with all creation as we proclaim your greatness. Creator God, you sculpted the universe, scattered the stars in the skies, and formed our planet. You molded the mountains and filled our atmosphere with air. You formed plants which provide edible nutrients, animals, shapes and colors of many forms. And then you created humankind and you breathed life into us. You created us male and female in your image. And you gave us the task together of caring for your carefully designed planet. Dear Lord, we praise you for your creativity, for your imagination, for your intricate designs of animal, mineral and vegetable all around us. We praise you for creating us human beings, not one of us the same as another. With different gifts, skills, abilities, personalities and characteristics, and yet each of us created in your image. Precious in your sight, loved and valued by you. Redeemer God, when we ignored your love, when we turned our backs on you, you did not give up on us. Because of your great love for the world, you come offering yourselves as atonement. We praise you for your sacrificial love. Sustainer God, you continue to care and provide for this planet. You send rain and warmth in their seasons. You continue the cycle of life you first set into motion, providing nourishment for generations to come. We praise you for your tender care, your care of all who inhabit this planet. Great God, three in one, we worship and adore you. Amen. Our reading of today, John chapter 10, verses 1 to 10. Listen for the word of God. I am the good shepherd. Truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will free from him for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. My focus for this morning is on abundant life. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. 
How many of us have books in our shelves that we haven't read in years? CDs we haven't listened to since who knows when? Clothes in our cupboards we haven't worn for several years? Gadgets we bought but never used? Sometimes we have food that goes off in our fridges because we haven't got around to eating it. Is this abundant life? Is abundant life the same as having many things? I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Is this what Jesus promised? More stuff than what we need or use. So much food that some goes off before we can eat it. In a world with no electronics, no credit cards, no dot-com shopping, I imagine Jesus was not talking about clothes and household goods when he spoke of abundant life. It seems that in the Bible, abundant life includes having enough food and shelter for today, feeling safe, sharing a communal life with others, living a more simple lifestyle and being involved in economic justice. I wonder how many of us would define abundance in this way. Most of us, I imagine, define abundance in the common 21st century understanding. Stuff and more stuff. Whether an iPad or shoes, cars, a large bank account, perhaps we'd add to the stuff lots of friends and what we call social capital, maybe long life and good health, but whether we are talking about stuff or quality of life, we usually define abundance as a lot. People of God, in the season of creation, I don't need to remind anybody that lots of stuff is precisely the problem. Lots of stuff equates to a heavier carbon footprint, a greater drain on clean water and air, just as, uh, for instance, do you know that it takes about 1,100 liters of water to manufacture one pair of jeans and 10 liters to produce one A4 sheet of paper. So one can ask the question, how did we get from the biblical understanding to the 21st century consumer version of abundant life? One answer to this question comes from Rene Girard, a theologian who suggested that creatures mimic or imitate other people. And in particular, we learn to desire what other people desire. So we want to look like the movie stars and wear the clothes that the famous people wear and decorate our homes in particular ways. The advertising industry has seized on this insight. Manufacturers of clothes or cars or technology present us with a new look each season. So even though our jeans are in good shape and our cell phones work particularly well, we throw them away and get new ones because the trendsetters are wearing different looking jeans this season 
and using the latest cell phones. So, as the brilliant short film, The Story of Stuff demonstrates, we run faster, dumping more and more waste on our planet just to fill our lives with more stuff. It's a treadmill. The more we have, the more abundant our lives are supposed to be, except that they aren't. We know that. We know the experience. When we have finally bought the new phone or those new shoes, they only give us pleasure for a time. And then we are off on a quest for another new, whatever it is that we need. Are we ever satisfied? Two or three hundred years after Jesus died, some city-dwelling Christians were so disgusted with the corruption and abuses of power and excesses of the city that they moved out into the desert and lived in caves, growing their own food, offering hospitality to strangers and devoting themselves to prayer. Some people thought that they were plain crazy, but many others came out of to the deathest fathers and mothers seeking their wisdom and their guidance in the spiritual life. These desert people were the precursors of the monastics. But more significantly, they were a reminder that to be a Christian, to be a follower of the way, is to be counter-cultural. It is possible to imitate a different way, I want to believe, the way of Christ and the way of the desert fathers and mothers. So imagine if instead of contributing to the way of the more, and coincidentally, the destruction of our green pastures, we were to follow a different way. Now you might say, well, how can there be a different way? How can we imitate something or someone other than the dominant shopping mall culture? But we do have other models. We've already made mention of the desert fathers and mothers. But we can also look at the examples from our own time. It was mentioned by one of our clergy colleagues. The Black Consciousness Movement turned conventional ideas of beauty upside down, affirming that black is beautiful. In an age where you had to be whiter than white to be beautiful, black consciousness activists said, let's refrain and retrain our eyes to see beauty in another way. We could do the same. We might turn on its head the idea of lots of stuff equating to abundance. That's not abundance. We could retrain our eyes to see abundance in enough of the simple things and in a shared life, coming together in prayer to learn together, to share food, to work for justice. Instead of flaunting cars and phones and designer stuff as a mark of success, we could honor people who live simply and who share generously. We might hold up these as the people to imitate rather than film stars or the people who exhibit their wealth. Christianity 
is counter-cultural. So with some change and courage and imagination, we can rethink abundance. Jesus in John's gospel and the story of the early church, the church in Acts tell another story. That story does not begin like the story of our advertisers who always tell us there is scarcity, not enough to go around. Advertisers who drive the consumer market tell us that we lack and therefore need a different kind of soap, a blue kettle, not a grey, two for the price of one. But when we come together in community for teaching, for prayer and for justice, we start in a different place. The place from which we start is from the assurance that there is always enough and to spare. People of God with glad and generous hearts, no one goes without and we discover that I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I wonder just for this week if we'll be mindful of our earth, if we'll be mindful of our brothers and sisters, and whether we will commit ourselves to community, to justice, to a simpler lifestyle, and allow ourselves to experience the joy of abundant living. There is a proverb that says, the secret to living well and longer is to eat half, walk double, laugh triple, and love without measure. God bless you. Amen. Our hymn, God of the Poor, I pray that it will be a prayer that we will say together. It says in its words, Beauty for brokenness, hope for despair. Lord, in your suffering, this is our prayer. Bread for the children, justice, joy, peace. Shelter for fragile lives, cures for their ills. Trade for the skills, land for the dispossessed. Voices to plead the cause. Friend of the weak, give us compassion. Melt our cold hearts. Come change our love from a spark to a flame. Be blessed as we listen to our closing hymn, which is our intercessory prayer. Sunset, your kingdom increase. Shelter for fragile lives, cure for their 
skills Work for the craftsmen Trade for their skills Land for the dispossessed Rights for the weak Voices to plead the cause Of those who can't speak God of the poor Change your love 
our benediction. May we always walk gently upon the earth, in right relationship, nurtured by your love. Open to the wind of the Spirit, taking only what we need, always open to the needs of others, making choices that bring well-being, living with generosity, striving for justice, honouring all with reverence, reconciling and peacemaking, mindful of those who will come after, recognising our proper place as part of your creation. Lord, grant us the strength and the courage for such a radical transformation, now and always. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe.